So right now, where are you looking from? Are you using the dualistic lens of separation and it's me and you and today and there's yesterday and tomorrow and are you and me story? That's <laughs> <laughs> a few nods. Pardon? A blend. A blend. A blend is good. Well, we had to get fed. Yeah, What's that got to do with it? That's got to do with it, right? <laughs> because we had to be in that place of... That yeah, that's true. Doing, doing both. That's true. Doing, doing both at the same time is where you're heading. Because if you can hold... And a hold is not a great word. If you go into the natural state, really, and the awareness of your consciousness or as deep as you can go, is there as the background all the time. Then when you pick up the lens for functionality, for unity or for separation, you don't lose. So you can, you know, you can order lunch and have a me and you and an exchange around that, but at the same time you know that the person that you're speaking to is you in another form. It's like, it's just known. It's, it's, it's just there. Not as a concept, but the knowing of it is, is um, uh, the energy of knowing it is actually plain. Right. Do you see? Rather than, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be thinking about this too. It's like, no, 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 no. Unity doesn't work in that way. It's much more subtle. It's an interconnectivity that just um, is, is, is how perception happens, you know? Is it a feeling? Is it a feeling? It could be. It could be, yeah. It could show up as that. It's more of a knowing. It's more of a knowing that that you know the way your mind might 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 say, yeah, I know that Thurston is there. So so there's me and there's Thurston and they're two separate people. And it's like, yeah, I know that. So one part of my brain can know that. Because that's a man, and I know his name. Okay, so then there's another knowing that's like underneath it. It's like that's the train, and here's the track, and the track is that. What really is showing up as Thurston is the very same thing as what is showing up as Jack, and that's the track underneath it. Is that a feeling? It's like a, like when someone moves, it's like me moving. Wisps of it. Is that anything that's thought? It's like, it's what I am moving. It's like what I really am is moving. Mm. And, and maybe I'm just grabbing the word me there, do you know? Mm. Because like the me is, is, the, is the glove outside mm. the hand. And there's just one body, mm. you know? And somebody else might be the other hand, and I'm one hand. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Yeah. And so, 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 how it shows up physically is where the only place for difference actually is valid. In you know the various flavor that we look different to each other, and we're you know whatever, calling different names, 
Mm. So, so that's the play out of the separate bit. But that's tiny compared to what's the same. And science even knows that. They're like, we're 90 something percent the same as each other. And you hear these statistics, you know? It's like, yep. And why do we focus in on that little teeny percentage and really believe that separation is valid? It's bizarre, you know? But that's what makes us, you know, that's what, that's what makes the drama happen, is the belief in separation. So we can make a concept out of it. It's like, yeah, that's what I am. All of this is what I am in another form. I can make a concept out of it, but the concept is an overlay of a knowing that that actually is what's in front of me. Can you, can you, can you feel the knowing bit underneath? Only from that experience. Yeah, I can say. Seems like you're right, Michelle. <laughs> Only from that experience of that, when I had, when I smoked that, Oh yeah, and was everything? Yeah, that's kind of lingered through. Yeah, the knowing of it has hung on to you. Has hung on within you. It, it's more like um, it's really hard to explain. Isn't it's not like oh yeah, I'm you. It's a, a a flow of the same thing. It's like that person moves, and it's me moving. Okay, there's a. Uh, but it's me moving. I just want to make I'm sure. Trying to, um, yeah. What's just moving? Explain it. What's it's the moving? movement? Okay. So when when Jack is moving, Michelle physically isn't moving. Right. So how? So how? It's part of me. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's an energy, energy flowing. I don't know. It just feels like it's coming from this form, but it's physical body. What's this form? Now I'm having a hard time explaining what it is because my mind is trying to say that's what it's that's happening is this person moving is just it just it's like a sensation. Okay. And and the mind is saying it's not labeling, it's just like, oh that's interesting. What is that? And that's the only thing I can think of is it's that oneness. Maybe that yeah. Twists of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's why I'm kind of picking at it a little mm -hmm. bit. Because I want, I want you to recognize, feel, sense, oh, that's where the dualistic lens stops and starts. And that's where the unity one stops and starts. So that, so that there's, there's clarity in your mind around what, what some other part of you knows. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so Jack moves. Is it the Michelle form that has a sensation that it's moving?
don't know. It's a feeling that's going on. There's a sensation. And it's not like I, I don't feel you, but just like when we were sitting at lunch, someone might move and it just feels like it's through this form. Like, there's one, there's a part. Like the whole world is your body. The whole world is you. Yeah. Like, there's no separation. It just feels like that was my movement. Right. <clears throat> and then people's faces are also changing a little bit. Is that something that's... Give us more. I was trying to, in my head, explain it to you, and it's hard, but it's like the nose and the, and the mouth are together. Like, I have to keep focusing. Like, they're changing. It's not all the time. And before when I talked to you, that started happening after. And then when I got in, involved into the brain work, that stopped. And now it's coming back again. Ha. Uh-huh. Ha. Uh-huh. All right. Is that something that you've heard of before? Nope. But <laughs> that's all right. Because and I just had an eye exam, so I know there's nothing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's 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 definitely part of it. Spiritual lenses mm-hmm. shifting, for okay. sure, for sure. No, like it's just in people's faces. Yeah. It's not in objects. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like changes come on the brain when we're doing this. So our physical perceiving mechanism shifts. It, it just shifts, you know. Um, so things like that are fine. They don't, they don't, they don't. It's like, yeah, yeah. It just shows up differently for different people. It might be in the language that you're using around me. Did it make sense when Annie said, is it one unit? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, it's one unit. So if the, your body died and got cremated, would there be less to the unit? Would it be missing something? No. You're right. And how do you know that? <laughs> yes. Yes, it, that's beautiful. That, that's absolutely it. It's just a knowing, you know? Yeah. You just know it. But but I, I want your mind to kind of understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. So how come? We've got something that has sometimes has parts, but actually you know is one unit, and then a part of that dissolves, disappears, but the unit isn't in any way less. How come? So the separate, I'm going to ask in a different way. The separate lens of perception says, okay, there's a pie. We take out a slice of the pie. There's less of a pie there. The slice is out. There's less of a pie. That's what separation does, because it's, it counts the parts, and the parts make a sum. There's me and you, and there's two. Like, that's how we do it, with separation. Whole, not whole. So then if the pie is the entire universe, and a part of that pie comes out, from the lens of unity consciousness, there isn't less pie there. Right. How come? It's all the same. What's all the same? There's nothing missing. 
it's, it's, it's Even though path comes out, right. there's nothing missing. Right. How come? Because it's all one. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's still the same thing. Tie there is the same. He's gone is the same. Even though physically, let's say the Michelle body dies and is cremated. Right. So in this realm, she ain't here. Right. And she'd be missed by people around her. But she wouldn't know that. No, she wouldn't know that. But, but, but there's an experience that you're missing. How can that be at the same time when you're actually not missing? Because it's the same thing. You see? I don't see anything missing. Yes, how come people would have the experience that Michelle is gone and would grieve? That's their experience. All right. It wouldn't be her experience because she's not there anymore to know that she's gone. Okay. But the experience of absence is being had by the same thing. Even though there's nothing missing. Right. Right. Mm. Uh huh. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, so there's experience there that there's something missing, but there really isn't anything missing. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So every experience we have is somewhere not true. Right. It's really not true. Take away a piece of the pie. Actually, there's nothing actually missing. Really. Right. But that's your unity lens of perception. But the experience of something missing, that can be had within the separate mm-hmm. parts, you know? But, but the unit isn't touched in any way. Right. But yet the experience of something missing can be had in the parts. In that lens. In that lens. Mm-hmm. In that lens. Mm-hmm. So there's something missing, and there's nothing missing right. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Is that what's being experienced? Two lenses are going on at the same time. Well, that's a different that's a different okay. rabbit hole. Um, hold on, can I find it? Um, um, yes, yes, it is that two lenses of experience, uh, two lenses of perception, are running at the same time. But I was looking for you to have a clearer definition of where one lens stopped and the other lens started. Mm-hmm. Not to create a jerk between the two, but for your mind to be really clear about, well, that's valid there, and that's valid on the other end of perception, and there's actually no problem. They actually don't conflict each other at all. Mm-hmm. And that comes from intellectual understanding of how it works. That's where the mind comes in and... and yeah, the mind's coming in and saying, what's going on? Yeah, but yet the knowing of the unity consciousness right. can be understood by your mind. Mm-hmm. It's not logical for any one lens. It's about being able to see the two lenses at the same time. Otherwise, what I'm talking about is gobbledygook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the thing that sees both is consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to it's activate. The it's the background. It's, it's like, the background. It's the background, mm-hmm. yeah. The consciousness is always complete. I mean, it's always, it's not lacking. So. Well, that doesn't, it doesn't even care about No, it doesn't even care. But the looking comes from there. Hmm. How about the looking came from her? The individual lens of perception, sure. The separate lens of perception—that's the one that—that's the only place that that can be. 
is within her body because the mind does that, does the separation and division. That's thought. So she does the separate one. We're, we're pretty sure that the right brain can do quite a lot of unity consciousness. Can do quite a lot of it. But the seamlessness of like where there's really no difference at all. Okay, now we're, now we're shifting into pure consciousness. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, as we get deeper into pure consciousness, going from like I am to I, you know, you know instead of I am Michelle, okay? And we're, we're, we're shifting into the, the pure I part, the absolute self. The brain can only pick up the aroma of that. The mm -hmm. brain is only picking up the light of that, which started off by like, that's a sensation. Is that a distraction? Because I don't know if there's necessarily, I mean, I know the background's already always there, but I don't know if she's back there when this is happening, because it's like, oh, what's that? No, pure consciousness is back there. There's no she back there. Right. But, so, but the she brain can, 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 is trying to figure it out to get her own understanding of it. So that's not a distraction. You know, that's just part of it. I'd love you to be keeping the 10% back there. Mm-hmm. So that looking happens from there all the time. And from there you can see the unity field and the separate field. That you can see both what your right brain does and what your mm -hmm. self-referencing mm -hmm. brain does. Mm -hmm. You yeah. see? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So you're looking as pure consciousness. So there's like, yeah, there's the unified field. There's, there's me in another form. There's the unit, unit. There's one body of a unit. Can't be more of it. Can't be less of it. It's just one. Okay, we've got the unified field working. There's, yeah, I can say I stub my toe and I've got a pain in my toe. That completely is a separate lens of perception that registers a personal experience. They're both there. Where, where is the whole thing being seen from? Mm -hmm. And right now it's like here instead of from here. It's okay though. It's, it's, it's okay. So I, what it looks like for me is, is that it's deeper than intellectual. I don't think it's just in the front. I think something is going, uh-huh, this makes sense, but I'm not quite sure how, but this makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like from here. Mm -hmm. um, so, 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 so the mind is trying to work it out, sure. So that's why I think it feels like it's from the front. Mm -hmm. and that's all right. The mind needs understanding, of course. You know, That's the thing that's getting wiser about how the, how the whole thing works. So the mind can understand it, but it doesn't do the looking. It just picks up the light from the looking. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense now. Yay. Okay. One more question. Yeah. Do you think she should do ayahuasca? Oh, let me back around. Yeah. Back. So I had, I smoked that, and then um, I was given some edible. So I tried a little piece of that, and that just gave me a little glimmer of there was a little bit of a panic, and then the mind said, I see what you're doing, which makes sense to everything. It's like, that's what the mind does all the time. Um, and then I tried another, a bigger piece, and nothing happened, and a bigger piece, and nothing happened. So I don't know if I should finish it all, or if what your thoughts are, if I should experiment more with edible or ayahuasca. What's your deepest knowing? What's the movement from the deepest part that you can access? Well, there's a fear ah. to doing it. Ah. Because there's always been a fear from the very beginning. 
which is less fear, uh, but ayahuasca seems to be like really scary. That's the high jump. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I even need it. How are you going to get over that fear? See through that fear. To just say, okay, I'm going to do it and then see if it happens. That's one way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But she, it knows that she should do it or not. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yes. Is she graduating from you? (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. So, whether you do ayahuasca or not, it's already kind of rolled out. Mm-hmm. So, so the playback of how the Michelle story unravels, that's what you're trying to pick up and get direction for. Mm-hmm. The source of that fear is the controller. There's a piece of work to be done on the controller. There's also, um, with my job, I'm being pushed uh, outside my comfort zone. Good. Which is coming up a lot. Right. I mean, it's even closer and closer. Yeah. Yeah. That's really the hurdle. Yeah. And so another way to reframe that, sure, fear is the feeling. Another way to reframe it is that Thought is cruising around. I'm going to catch it again. The controller and Michelle. Yes, it's about the unraveling of free will. I'd like you to get a good understanding. Because like, you have experiences and then your mind figures out what's going on and then, and then you got it, you know? So I'd like you to kind of probe around with like, how much free will do I have here? Like, I believe I have agency, autonomy, that I can choose this. I really do feel it. And the separate lens of perception will tell us Mm -hmm. that, yes, we have. I'd like you to figure out, so, if it's one unit, how does free will work there? If it's one thing that's moving, do the parts have autonomy? Are they just randomly able to choose? Well, when I talked to you before, I I knew that I didn't have control during that was becoming really clear. And then when I did a lot of the brain work and put myself into work again, I got into the to the dream, like the yes. character. Yes. And so I'm here to remember again. Yes. So um, I do know that I don't have control, but when I'm in the dream, I feel like I have control. You feel like you have. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like you to see control is only valid when you're running the separate lens of perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love that sound? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's where the controller hangs out. Only in that lens of perception. Only. Okay. Yeah. So now she can step back. Uh huh. Yes. Going forward into this stuff. Yes. That's right. Like just dive right in. Yes. Yes. 
Oh, we might have we might have circumvented ayahuasca. Yeah. <laughs> At least for that purpose. Right. Right. My mom. Yeah. Good. Okay, good. Okay. Well done, Michelle. Yes. Ayahuasca. We're handing off this. Of ayahuasca. Mother ayahuasca. Uh huh. Um, the spiritual, in quotes, conversation of shamanic work, uh, ayahuasca, mother ayahuasca being an incarnate being that uh, exists on a, a plane, uh, much like this plane, and entering into the dualistic top uh, section, um, the whole conversation of those beings within the conversation of spirit um, angels, archangels, uh, Michael, um, fairies, uh, yeah. guides, uh, uh, teams of assistants that wish you well throughout your life and support you, having access to all of these different, mm -hmm. to me, uh, phenomenal realms. Can I have your input or interpretation of all of that? It's the spiritual dimension of the universe. The non-physical dimension of the universe. Non-physical? Yeah. Or Like non-3D, you know? Or another... The spiritual dimension. See, to me, it's, it's a super... It's not spiritual. So this is oh. my... To me, it's not in the dimension of spirit. It's in the dimension of duality, and it's in the sure. dimension of supernatural, and it could be showing up on a different frequency, like you tune your yeah, radio to a particular a frequency, yeah, and then you tune your radio to yeah. something else, and you see, you yeah. can hear or see something else, yeah. but that it really exists within the spectrum of duality, for yes, me. Yes, it does. No, that's true. I agree with you. I'm just using language in a different way. I completely yeah. agree with you, yeah. And so that none of that actually, so I'm just bouncing this off of you, I'm obviously clarifying it for myself, but, but um, none of it ex exists within the realm of, the, of spirit or consciousness. Of consciousness, Consciousness no. of the no. conversation. Or, all gone. All gone. It's just like different cars, you know, yes. it's like different. That's right. Go to this dealership, go to that dealership, but yeah. it's all, yeah. you know, within duality. That's right. To me. Does, it does is. that feel? Yeah, well, that, that's right. Like a fit? That's right. It is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you see how you define spirit as different than consciousness? I think that's where you do have a connection. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. yeah um, really, I think it's, I'm trying to make my language um, more accessible. So I'm saying it's a spiritual dimension because you have spiritual healers who work with guides all the time. They, you know, yeah, and, and maybe they touch into unity consciousness, at least in theory, you know, they try to, or they have a belief, they, I'm generalizing, a lot, a lot of healers kind of touch into unity consciousness, but, but they're trying to be there themselves. But there's a strong belief system in, in guides and the alchemy that is possible through the non-physical, working with the physical, okay? And... Um, but they call themselves spiritual healers, so that's why I'm trying to use that language. It's, that's all. It's just to be inclusive. 
so so if I take that definition out, yeah, what you're how you're describing it is actually much more accurate, you know. Um, when we go back to unity consciousness, okay, there's there's we can label spirit or physical human being, you know, we can label that. It's they're just frequencies. They're just different frequencies. We've access to them or we're not. And then and then when it goes into proper unity, like and, and going deeper from the I am into the I, the pure, 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 where there is no second. Sure, none of that. That's way so deep in story. Way deep in story. But yet it's valid somewhere, which is the same way I got my lunch today in Whole Foods. Do you know? That was valid, a valid functioning. And it's also a valid functioning that, you know, sometimes I can feel a man of my heart behind me. That's valid too, within... within a certain lens of perception. So I'm not dismissing, I suppose for myself, I don't dismiss any lens of perception because they're valid within their own context. But they don't have longevity, you know? Uh. They don't have longevity to stretch beyond their own bandwidth, within their own realm of existence, you see? And they feel to me to, if you get hung up with them, or hung up in their story, or hung up in the fact that you need help yeah. to be complete, or yeah. to get wherever it is that you think that you need to get to, that it actually, it feels to me, and I'm sharing, I'm just bouncing this yeah. off of you, that it feels like an impediment. It feels like a boundary, like a wall, in between you experiencing yourself as whole, because you need help from an angel, or some other assistant, and it's related to this earlier question before we broke for lunch. I, I don't know your, your name, but it was really an interesting question for me in the dialogue of why are we here and are we here to evolve through a growth process? And if we're kind of in a, in a unification, that there, there's really no need to think about evolving towards something it's like, it's like this question of purpose, of why are we here as humans. It seems to be answered for people uh, frequently around me uh, that we're here to have experiences and evolve and that these helpers are around us to help us become somehow yeah. more of who we are and yeah. better than who we are. Yeah. But it, it, it all feels like just like a, a story. Yes, like just a and it works. It has its place because it calms the mind, it stops the questioning, which allows you to really evolve. It's, it's you know, it's, it's the story, it's the fairy tale. It works. It's beautiful. Is it true? No. But within itself, it, it, I mean, it's every, every theory and spiritual philosophy approach, whatever stories can show up in, in this way, they're all somewhere pointing towards, use me, and you'll find my limitation. Use me, you'll find my limitation. And eventually, there's just pure consciousness. And everything else is made up. Is made up. Thank you very much for that. You Thank know? You. I appreciate that. Yeah. As far as like jumping off of made up, mm. so like my life, made up. Yes. Right? Yes. And yesterday I was asking you kind of about purpose and yes. my particular and yes. where I've arrived at in this yes. place and, and I don't remember who's here from last night but 
real quickly. I've had a real full life. I've experienced a lot of things, and and uh, you know, grandchildren, children, all kinds of different dimensions of um, achievement. And I'm at a place where I'm kind of lost for purpose, mm-hmm. other than mm-hmm. just maintenance, mm-hmm. showing up, mm-hmm. getting up every day, brushing mm-hmm. my teeth, and like mm-hmm. that's the day. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been. It, I have not been at ease in that lately. For because yeah, because the absence of purpose is highlighting the unease that's underneath it. You think it's because there's no purpose. It's not. It's because there's something that needs to be healed underneath it. That's really. Can, can you feel what that is? That needs to be healed underneath. Yeah, we talked about it last night. Yeah, last night. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. yeah. So, so coming to wholeness and having more autonomy and less dependence on giving than receiving. Yeah, all, all of this kind of fluidity, more autonomy, you know, more independence, more not, not being very much leaning towards being one way, being more objective. That subtle shift needs to come in. Now, if your mind needs to find a new purpose and it's you're driven by the question, then it's a band-aid over some other wound. Sometimes that happens. We heal one and there's another frigging wound underneath it that's waiting for our attention. That can happen too. You see? So if there is a need for a purpose, it's like, well, something is gluing you to this separate lens. It's a belief or it's a value. It's attachment for sure to something. Something is incomplete there and it's not allowing you to drop it in. So when you drop in and live from that deeper lens, purpose or not purpose, I can find one for a conversation, but do I need it not at all? You know, I, I, but, but I can pick it up and say, yeah, my purpose is to give satisfaction. Sure. This stuff is going to happen whether or not I believe I purpose. You know, but I can run that story. If, if somebody asks me, I can run that story. I don't need it. You see, I'm not driven by purpose. I'm not, it has no value, actually. Because there's, there's, the viewing comes from a wider lens of where that's just a limited story. And if you can't get out of the limited story, what is it that has you attached there? And there will be brokenness somewhere. There'll be something that needs your attention because you're being kept in that realm. You see? Call for healing. It's attachment to something. We're sticky. Making sense? Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. Great. Yes, across to Susan. When you talk about consciousness, I know consciousness, but can you put that into a definition? (laughs) Somebody asked me and I couldn't, I couldn't. The self-creating capacity To manifest within itself as real or imagined substance. Could you say it again? <laughs> the self-creating capacity. So it creates itself. Okay. The self-creating capacity. So we've got an ability. Self-creating capacity. Did I say that? To manifest. Yeah. To manifest 
within itself, mm-hmm. either as real or imagined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could then say in either form uh-huh. or formless. Yeah, it's a self-creating capacity. It's making itself up. It's doing the whole lot in, a, in, a, in addition to its ability to do the whole lot. You see? It's contained within itself. And, you know, some things show up as real and some things show up as imagination and, and never become real. They're just imagined. You see? So it has both capacities. It either physically shows up or there's an idea. It just is concept, but the concept never comes into form. And there's a beyond that. Oh, yeah. Uh, prior to consciousness? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Great. The lady behind you there, Tony. Thanks. Okay. So, putting these two things together, the, the purpose and the consciousness, and the, when you retire, you might sleep for seven years, or seven months, or just rest to let go. Okay, so I'm looking at all of this, and I'm thinking, because uh, I'm very close to those kinds of transitions in my own life, I think. Uh, so, when you stop doing what you've been doing to to have a life that you that you created, okay, uh, I run a couple of businesses, and some of it I like, and some of it I don't like so much. But you know, um, so if I let all that go and I rest for six months, <clears throat> what am I going to do? So is consciousness then going to create the, the doing that's more than just maintenance, getting up and brushing my teeth and looking in the mirror and say, okay, uh, let me wash some dishes, let me mow the lawn, let me... <laughs> For what, what, it, because, it, because it very is very disturbing to think, well, what's my purpose now? I'm still in my body, I'm not ready to leave my body. I want to be here, and I want to be doing something meaningful. For you, I would recommend planning your retirement. <laughs> really? What does that mean? No, I was thinking about that earlier. You should plan your so retirement. So if you plan it, it, are you, you are plan you it with some purpose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you have to have a purpose in order purpose, to plan it. Purpose hasn't spun out for you. Well... I mean, I could do my art, you know, I could, I could, I could do yoga, I could volunteer several great, different places. Great, okay. So you think it's important to plan those things? For you, yes. have an organization, for, right for me? For you, yes. Because everybody's path is different. Really it is. If you took six or seven months off, like Eileen, I think you'd get sick. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So you, you, the thing is, you, you have to take what resonates with you. You have to take what, it's about becoming your own teacher, really. So you have to feel what's authentic for you. It's like, oh, that was for me. Oh, that wasn't for me. Okay. And it's about having that discernment. Mm. So I've been doing that, I think. Oh, yeah, great. My whole life, so just keep doing that. And whatever I need will show up. I'm not a planner. I don't like to plan things. You see, we're talking in the separate lens now. Yes. 
And if, if you were to take a spiritual philosophy, for example, do nothing and let your consciousness move through your form, right. that's not going to help you at all. Thank you. That's what I needed to know. Because yeah. I thought it would. Yeah, no, it won't help you at all. You'll get sick. Okay. Yeah. Let's honor your path. And, and your path, there is more purpose. You have more for you to do and f- to feel a sense of achievement and to feel that you're giving. And that, there's more of that that needs to run through you. Let's honor it. It can just look different with a bit of le- less pressure and you'll be able to pick and choose a bit better and that phase needs to come in. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Hi. I just want to clarify uh, one thing. Right? When we interact in a in a dualistic way, right? Or yeah. lunch, etc. Yeah. You you said there is a knowing that the other person is the same. Yes. The knowing, right? Yes. At as best as I can tell, in me it is at best a belief, a desire to believe people like you who say it is the same. Yeah. But it is one more idea yeah. that is under evalu- evaluation, right? Yeah. So I can play with the idea. There is no knowing as such. As yeah. best as I can tell, there is a knowing that um, I'm hungry. Yes. Right? That is a real knowing. Yes. The other person is same as me. It's a belief. As far as I can tell, it's a, it's a desirable belief. Yes. But I, I'll, I'll be happy to abandon it in face of something else. Yes. It's not a real knowing. Yes. So the best I could reach the certainty I don't know if the person is same as me or not. Maybe it is, Good. maybe it is not. Good. Right? That's the certain thing. That's great. But hungry I am. Yes. Right? Yes. So all this talk about I'm not the body, etc. I just like to always bring it back to say, well, my certainty of the hunger and my certainty of the other person is same. Yeah. Uh, one is much more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. much more real to me. Yeah. yeah. So how should I see this knowing that the other person is same? I would make it a prayer and say, show me. Just show me. That, that's totally acceptable. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's much more... <laughs> it sits well, right? Saying, yes. yeah. It sits yes. well. Saying, yeah, I, I, the moment I don't know, yeah. but seems like a nice belief. Yeah. So yeah, let's make it real. Yeah. 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 Fair. yeah. <laughs> it has to become your experience. And I'm, I'm so glad that there's so much honesty in place. Yeah. That you're saying hunger is more real than we're the same. It's like, okay, look, he's got a really solid foundation. That some people do all this other deep, deep stuff and there isn't honesty in place. Do you know? So so it's like good, really strong foundation. There's just honesty. Very valuable. But yes, I would I would I would I would pray for that. Up to Mary in the front. Push it in front of the other side of your head. (laughs) (laughs) So, as time has gone on, I'm becoming more convinced that in my normal day, I flip back and forth between all the different lenses yes. continually. Okay, yes. I just wanted to. Yes. Yes, you do. Okay, and and 
in many ways that's helpful because if I'm working on a project, uh, usually when I'm starting it, I think I'm in one of the um, unity or even prior to consciousness lenses. And then, of course, when I actually do the project, I end up in the duality for a while. And I kind of, all day, I'm just going back and forth. Does that make sense? It does. <clears throat> Meanwhile, mm -hmm. there's, there's a pocket that hasn't completely included all of the separate lens. There's a little bit of the separate lens that's just kind of been, been sectioned off. Okay, explain that a little more because I'm not, I'm not getting it. got to do with your body. Oh, okay, tell me It's got that. to do with your body. Let me feel into this. The embodiment has a, a ways to go because the body didn't feature as a key player for long enough through your life. Okay. And so making peace with your body and having a different relationship with it, and having more of, uh, I don't know, uh, embodied, it, it, it kind of, it, it, you're integrated, you're united with it, with your physical body. And when that comes into the fold, yeah, there's a density with it, and, and I'd love you to discover wh wh when and why was it kind of pushed aside in favor for something else. That's the body of work. It's like, oh, maybe my intellect or my head or some other faculty, that's how I can advance and we'll just park the body a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm more in my mind or intellect than I am in my body. Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I think that's true. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah. So, so the, the next step is around embodying, really fully embodying those lens of perception. Okay, in, in the physical. In the physical. And, and how do I do that? I'm, I'm like, I can't think of what I would do to do that. Yeah, so it's including... You're including the body as a key player in the thing that sets up the separate lens of perception. It's like you've included the brain, but not your body. Yeah, I, can, I can see that. I just don't know what to do to include the body. <laughs> I mean, can you give me any, like, maybe things to try? How did you separate from it day one? Um, I think when I had the separation experience as an infant, um, that... Um, what what ended up happening was I concluded I needed to uh, be what other people wanted me to to survive, and that is a more intellectual thing. I mean, in other words, or emotional yes. thing, if you will. And yes. I think that's and and the way I exhibited that in my family, the way it was, you know, the way it came down was to use the intellect. So I think that's probably what happened. But I'm not sure what to. <laughs> I'm not sure how to bring the body back into the equation. I, I mean, if you can find, even if it feels like imagination, because uh -huh. it will feel like your imagination, because the intellect will not be invested in, in this resolution, right? So it can feel like I'm that imagining sense. this, and it's like, keep going, keep going, that's fine. <laughs> that's the symptom I'm expecting. Okay. <clears throat> For you to call back in the body into the equation, fully center stage. When you remember, whenever you had those moments of like, ah, oh, this is what I need to do to survive. Ah, oh, this is what will get me out of this mess. Those moments of where you turned the dial on the lock where the body was behind the door. Do you know? It's like locking it away, shutting it down another little bit. Like, I don't need you, actually. This is how I'm going to get out of this. I don't need you. This is how I'm going to get out of this. And the overcompensation on the mind 
and, and without the body being a key player. So we're going back to where we, we, we shut it down and included it back in as a centre stage player now. So could, I'm trying to just get an idea of what that might look like. Um, are we talking like maybe developing my physical um, abilities more? Is that, I'm not quite sure where to go with that. I'm, I'm I, I, I have a genuine question for the audience. <laughs> okay. Does it sound like I gave her the methodology? Did, did you hear me yes. giving her a methodology? All right, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, and she didn't trouble. hear it. Yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble. I feel like she wants something like get a massage. Uh, like uh, like an exercise. Like, yeah. She wants an exercise. exercise. She wants, like, Her mind wants physical. the exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You want to do something. Your mind has. Your mind is like I'm the one who gets me out of a mess. Tell me what to do, and right. I'm like I'm telling you what to do. No, 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 no. I can't hear that. That's locked in a safe for like a gazillion years. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do, Mary. It's there. It's there. No, tell me what to do. This is my capacity. This is my bandwidth. I think I've that's what's going on. I think I've separated the body so much I can't even see it. That's there we go. Yeah. There we go. Because so, I've told you the exercise twice. Okay. Yeah. I'm, it's bizarre. It's like, oh my god. It's yeah. just like. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not. But I, okay. I heard what you said, so I will. Yeah. I will reflect on this tonight and see yeah. if I have questions tomorrow, yeah. I'll come back. So where the body got disconnected, mm -hmm. we go back into that frequency, time, imagery, feeling, any of these doorways will get you there, mm -hmm. okay? And we welcome it back and we say, hey, hey, come back in, come back in. Okay, that, 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 that's a little clearer now. Okay. Yes. Yeah, a little clearer. Okay. Yes, good. <laughs> yeah, it's just opening. It's okay. opening. Good. Okay. Super. Yeah, yeah. That's the opening I wanted so that so that you can continue that opening. Yes. You see? That's the shift. Brenda. We filter out stuff all the time. All the time. It's it, I mean it's how it's how we manage in the world too, you know. We're we're wired to just see what we need to see to survive. That's how we're wired. So so but we do it too with, with, <coughs> with spirituality. We just like nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's just how it works. Okay. <laughs> so when when you drew the diagram, when you wrote on the board, and had that arrow pointing down, I just was like, oh, yes. <laughs> There's something. Um, okay. Um, how do I say? I feel like I've spent 14 years trying to go back to that place that we can't even say. And um, it's emotional for me. Um, it's like, I got catapulted there without any expectation or any yeah. even knowing anything. And I've never not known that, that, that what I am can never be described, ever. <laughs> However, there's been like, all these years of almost, I think, sometimes I think of it as scaffolding, has I built scaffolding up so that I can like be in the world and, and I've created my mind, you know, bought, in, bought into my mind's creation of all kinds of dramas. I've had to do lots of healing. I still, my mind still says, oh, you've got lots more to do. There's this, there's that. So um, what I'm... I don't know exactly what the question is, but what I guess what I'm there was such a relief, such a oh god, 
for some reason, something clicked just then before lunch. It was really powerful for me. It was like, oh, finally, I'm home again. And that it's okay that I have, I'm not there all the time. Or I'm not, like, I feel like I somehow need to live from that place so fully that I can't even engage with these other, the unity and then the separate self. Like, oh, how can I, this is making any sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, but there's something in me that's knowing that I always know. I always know. And all this other, and it just feels like I'm like remembering that again. And it's all there. There's no, so, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just really grateful. Because I feel like I've always been just, I wanted somebody to say it. Because I've known it. And it's like, it gets skirted around so much. Like, and it's been frustrating, but at the same time, I know I've had to go through what I've had to go through. For I sure. know that. For it's, sure. It's beautiful, you know? But I, I kind of, it's like, I've heard this a few times the last few days, like, I'm done. <laughs> like, not done as if, as in, I don't have anything else to discover yeah. or. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. But this deep, deep knowing, it's just like, it's just been this longing to drop in there and this judgment that's been going on about well, why can't you be there all the time? And I'm so, somehow my mind is catching up and understanding that it's not a going back and forth kind of situation. Well, it is and it's not. It is. We shift, but at the same time, it's all there all the time. It's all, all there all the time. And I just feel like, oh, God. It's just that I just want to express this yeah. relief. Yeah. But I still feel really like my heart's beating so fast. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure what's happening. Yeah. 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 There's some yeah. pot on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My perception of, of what's happening. Is that the, the, the efforting to maintain the dual and the non-dual lens because that's how it works here. It's like, okay, okay, it, the efforting phase, enough already, that's, that's done. It's like the efforting has to stop. It's like actually, you know, my hands are off the steering wheel, it's, it's, it, it, it functions on its own. I can sit in the back seat actually, you know? And of course you can sit in the back seat, of course. Of course. It's like your your centre of symmetry can go back. It got yanked out in order to figure out how does the world work? What, what are they doing? What, what are they all crazy people doing? Believe <laughs> How does this work? And, and you created it to unravel it, you know? Because that's what we do. That is what we do. Most of us just forget while we're doing the creating and the unravelling. We forget. Really forget. Really forget. To the point of Mm, sounds like a theory, Mm-mm. you know. That's the forgetting. So the efforting is, is what I'm feeling has lifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It feels like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like kind of 
fall down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah so yeah, like your, your center of symmetry, that, that's what it feels like, has shifted from like, okay, I need to straddle this dualistic world of vision. It's like, no, no, you can actually stand back here, Brenda. S stand back here and let the lenses of perception come on and off. You know, it's like you're a light in the theater and we can put in the blue gel, you can put in the red gel, but you're the camera rather than, okay, I've got the blue gel in now, I need to put on the red gel. Okay, now I take that off, I'll put this one on. Oh, I need to feel that one, there's a, there's a scratch in that one. Do you see? And it's like, okay, you're the camera. You're the camera. Let the non-jewel and let the jewel lens slide in and out. And you stay back, outside of all of it. And if there's a forgetting that you're outside of all of it, you're still there. Yeah, you're still there. No biggie if you forget about it. For you, it really is no biggie if you forget about it. Let yourself off the hook for that one for now. There's a bit of readjusting to do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Sure, you're welcome. You're welcome. Let's scoot back. Yeah, yourself and there's a lady behind you as well. Okay, it's going to that side. In the green sweater just behind you. Yourself, didn't you oh, have your Yes. Oh, sorry, green jacket. Um, so you talk a lot about just the, the craziness of this world that we've created. And I'm wondering if you have, my, my sense in particular is that I believe that we're undergoing a shift where we are in the process of changing many things. So it's in fact more aligned with unity consciousness. And I wanted to get your perspective on how we got to a world that became so crazy and chaotic and confusing in the first place, given our nature and the fact that we are a spirit. And, that, and just get your perspective on whether or not you're seeing or feeling a shift to something that's, that's more authentic. You know, I have two answers to that. There is a shift to something more authentic and there, nothing is really happening at all. And it depends on where I'm looking from. Phenomenally, yeah, sure, sure. There's something really exciting happening around this information being on YouTube. It's fantastic. You know, it's not locked up anymore. Like, it's fantastic. And that has to have a huge ripple. Has to. So, so yeah, there, there is a movement towards something very exciting. Like, I'd rather be optimistic and wrong, you know, like, give me optimism and, and let me be wrong, <laughs> like any day, that, that feels much more human, you know, than, than like it's, it's all screwed up and it's going, you know, to hell in a hell basket. So, so phenomenally, yes, there is something that's moving towards the light globally, there is, sure, it's a lot of work to do, but there's a movement there. From another lens of perception, it's always just the light and dark, playing between like 49 and 51 and 51 and 49%. From a wider view, in a larger time frame. It's always just, you know, the polarity of separation. Separation will always be there. So from the other lens of perception, it's like, of course separation is there, because that's how experiencing happens within the whole bubble of consciousness. So, so there always has to be, you know, joy and suffering, you know, pain and, and relief, whatever the opposites are, that has to be there. So I can see that from another perspective. Is one greater than another? No, they're both valid within their own contexts. 
So phenomenally, yeah. Yeah, for sure, I'm an optimist. Why do I that? Ah, it'll change, but then it'll switch the other way and switch this way and it'll, there'll be dark ages again and light ages and that's the play of it. For as long as duality continues, and even if, God forbid, we destroy the planet and destroy the human race, duality will still continue. It will still continue because consciousness is doing it. And we're just one expression of consciousness. Just one. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? But we're worried to imagine that we're really special, you know? <laughs> it's, that's fine, you know. It, but it's just part of our characteristic of being human. But there's so much more that's an expression of consciousness, but we filter it out because, because we have to have a narrow lens of perception in order to function. You see? And then when we discover, oh my gosh, actually, I'm pure consciousness. These are just lenses of perception. And then, of course, everything. Everything is possible. Everything. Everything is wide open. It's wide open. It's okay, thank you. This is really similar, again, in a way. And, and my question that I just wrote down was, um, is there anything wrong? Is there anything wrong? Uh, pollution, species, extinction, social inequality, is veganism better than carnivore? Uh, you know, is, is there anything missing if rhinoceroses become extinct? If, is there anything missing if humans become extinct? Is there anything wrong? I don't really see anything wrong, but I am told that there's a lot wrong, you know, that things have to be righted and that we have to cultivate, you know, less livestock because of the emissions of uh, ammonia and blah, 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 you know, all of this. Okay. Is there anything wrong? Okay. So we're back here again, huh? <laughs> the dual lens and the non-dual I'm just swapping out the language but because we were here before everybody knows what I'm talking about? Yeah. okay so separation and unity so one, many just, just swapping out language okay diversity and all is one the world is in a ferocious mess if you're looking from the dualistic lens there's no denying it there's poverty, there's, there's, it, it's, there's such pain and suffering and torture and fear and, and people are invested in making other people fearful and it's awful because we really don't need to suffer. It's just a subject of perception of fear expressing itself and feeling bigger and expanding through having somebody else suffer. It's bizarre, but that's how fear shows up. If we look from the non-dual lens, there is such beauty in evil. There is beauty in pain. The whole thing is exquisitely perfect. Perfect. So to deny one for the sake of the other, that's the danger. That's bypassing. So do you have a capacity to see both? So it depends on who I'm talking to. Really it does. And if somebody's lens of perception is there and I can bring it just a little drip drop down here, great, I will. And if it's like, no, it's about the dualistic lens, yeah, I can say, sure, this is what I want to do about it and this is what I think can be done about it and I'd like to, I don't know, maybe inspire, you know, maybe. So that within where this lens is valid, yeah, we can do stuff. You bet we can do stuff. 
but it, it's only valid within this narrow bandwidth of, of reality, of experience. It's quite a narrow bandwidth. But I don't want to invalidate it, it because it exists in and of itself. It's kind of like taking your toys away from your grandchildren because you know they'll grow out of them. Do you know? It's like, no, they need their toys right now. They need them. That's, that's what they need for their development right now. And it's beautiful. And yeah, there will be a time when they just have no interest in those toys. Let it fall away naturally. But you're going to play on the train set instead of saying, chuck away that train set because, you know, soon you grow up the better. That's, that's only a toy. You don't need that. Do you see? So that's like the non-dual lens going on top of the dual lens. It's coming from a perspective that's not valid because there's a different reality, a different baseline reality playing out when somebody's in the dual lens. If somebody has no access to any other lens of perception, this is hell. It's hell when you've no way out and you really feel that your, 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 your path is lost and when so, human suffering is full on. It's hell. And fear has gripped you and you wake up in fear and it's there all day long and you're just trying to breathe, to stay alive. That's hell. So for me to say, yeah, but you're not real anyway, I mean, no, I go right into the dualistic lens, right into the dualistic lens and give practical things that make experiences that like, okay, well, I'll make a guided meditation and you listen to that and see if we can in some way calm the body. Because that might be all that person can do is calm their body to just release some addiction to chemicals that create fear and anxiety. That might be all we can do. Completely within the dual lens. But I'll do that. I'll do that. But yet I know it doesn't exist at all. So, so I think, for me, the, the potency is, 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 is around being able to speak all the languages and not sticking to any one and not having a greater value on any one other, more than the other. You see? But yeah, you know that, oh my God, like they're, 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 they're so believing their drama, but that's not going to help them. It's not going to help them. It could be interpreted as a rejection. And so what do we do then? We create more suffering. That's not worth it. Yeah. The woman behind you and then across. It's just, yeah, I'm just looking at the order that the hands came up in person. Hi. Hi. I just have a basic question. It's fine. Uh, so if we're all one consciousness, why do some people have this ability to access different frequencies or different dimensions and other people don't? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there is one, one way that I like to explain this. And it's like we have a capacity to to tune into stations like a radio dial. And all the other dimensions, there's, there's, I've concluded there's an infinite number. And here's, here's I'm going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole. I used to work in the psychic thing, I worked as a ghostbuster medium, da, 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 all that stuff before I was like, oh my God, this, this track, no, I'm, I'm leaving this track. I didn't know what I was looking for, but I had to leave it because it's a, this is a, a different track. The psychic world doesn't evolve into this level of material at all. It doesn't. The psychic world is, is self-perpetuating because it exists within its own... Um, because it's infinite, the infinite part of it 
will ensure that you'll keep on with the purpose of helping and supporting and tuning into guides and delivering there what they want done and helping people access there and they're accessing here and bringing healing. And because of the infinite supply of those dimensions, the infinity part of it is built in. Now, the psychic world is a completely different track that is not linked to waking up, to enlightenment, this part of it. So do you need to go through the psychic thing to wake up? Not at all. They're completely different tracks. So the psychic one has to be abandoned. Abandoned for like, I give those gifts back. Not using them anymore. Let's start at being dead ordinary. Dead ordinary. Not using any skills at all. Right back to basics. Now, what happens now from here? That's the way to transition when somebody is psychic. That's the cleanest, most direct, most honest way to transition into like, okay, I'm going to start all over again. With no special powers at all. And let's see what I find. Let's see what unfolds. So why some people have them and others don't? It's like, why is one path different to another? Why is your hair a different color to mine? Apart from my age. But, you know, <laughs> it, there's just difference. There's diversity in all of us. So the specialness that we ascribe to it is cultural. It's cultural. So it, it, we call them gifts and stuff, and it's like, that's kind of more of a hindrance than anything. You know? Yeah. So it's, if it's useful for you to contact a medium or to be a medium, fine. But you, you, you shift out of that. Do you know? Yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's there to be used if it helps you in the bigger picture. Um, I have a question. I just want to say a few things. Sure. Um, the non-dual, I've had exper an experience, a few experiences of that in my life. And the, the duality and the non-dual just still feel like silos to me. Um, they don't seem connected. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. um, and I, I, I see when I'm trying to fix the world, um, I'm, there's nothing to fix. And Do you know there's nothing to fix? Well, no. Okay. Um, no. All right. No. Um, it, when we did the meditation this morning, um, and I felt like I had gone deep, and when I opened my eyes for the first time, nothing changed. I felt as deep as I did when my eyes were closed. Beautiful. And I can't describe it. Beautiful. No fear. No thought. Ease. And then when you said, can you imagine functioning from that place? And I didn't know. And that was a really honest answer that said, this is where I need to stay. And that I don't know. Yes. 
because that is my problem. The I know mind is my problem. <laughs> and so to just sit with that, I don't know if I can function in this beautiful place is where I need to stay. Um, and if there's any ideas of how to stay there more, <laughs> um, and you, you, you had said, see if you can keep 10% there. I think for the first time I've been able to stay in that place as I've listened and watched. And, um, and then at the very end, when you drew on the board and you, and you went deep, and I felt my ego starting to take over because I was, oh, I was getting it. And I was, I was elated by the information. And I knew it was all of this. Yes, it's just this. And that's what gets me off track. Um, and I've, I've noticed that for the last several years. And I know noticing is a big part. But there's something, there's some kind of, I guess, breakthrough or moment or experience that I think I'm wanting to have it be more permanent. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that just blew me away is when you were talking to the woman about the intellect and the body, I thought, okay, that resonates with me because I wasn't getting it. I need that, but I don't know how to get it. The contact with the body. Yes. And maybe I thought, maybe I think because throughout my life I've not had sicknesses or depression or there's not been things that manifest in my body maybe through worry. So I think, well, I'm, my body's fine. I, I feel I'm connected to my body, but somehow I'm not. Somehow I'm not. I'm all up here. Tell me about feeling, your capacity to have feelings and to feel emotions. Oh, I can do that. I, I, I think I'm an empath. Okay, is there an, but not in a is, way? Okay, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Is there um, is there an edge that gives you? Mm, uh, uh, okay, I, I think I'm after something which is a hook to keep you stuck into the dualistic lens. I'm not sure if I have it or not, but let's play with this. Um, in the in the in the feeling of emotion, I think you're getting juice out of it. Is it like? Is it that feeling emotion m- makes you? feel you get juice out of the feeling itself, or do you run kind of a victimy thing? Indulgence. There's indulgence. Indulgence. It's That's not it. Victim-y. No, it's, it's not indulgence. It's indulgence. Yeah. Yeah. It's indulgence. I don't feel a strong victim. Yeah, it's not. It's indulgence. Yeah. But I do. Yeah. I. I'm pretty good at noticing wanting to take that juice. Yes. And I'm wondering if underneath it's fear of. Being wrong, fear of, I feel like I I need to know, and it feels good to know. Um, Because? 
I feel safe. But what am I scared of? <laughs> yes, what are you scared of? I don't know. And I don't feel like I've had childhood trauma. I feel like there's something that needs to be dug out, maybe, but I don't know. So is there something there that needs to come up that I don't know about? Or is it just habit? Habit. Learned habit. This is how this is how I do the world. This is how it's done from watching some adult and you just took it on as a habit. You know, it's now a habit because it's like, oh, this is how you do the world, okay. Because kids are sponges and, and they learn how to navigate by watching. Habit, what's habit? Thinking something's wrong? Is it, a learned, is it a learned practice that is now a habit for you? Is it just your habitual way of being in the world? That could be. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I think too, um, the seeking, seeking, seeking has really started to let go of me. Um, I. I don't pick up new books, new methods. This is the first time I've ever been on a retreat or whatever this is. I've never done it before. I've just read a lot of books and right. of Course in Miracles. Right. Um, and I, I see things as a trap, you know, and I don't have to go down more cul-de-sacs. Yes. So where am I? I don't know where I am. But I kind of want to break through something because I know there's something keeping me back. <sighs> okay, you've mapped out some next steps for yourself already. Have I? I don't know. Is your new home? Get comfortable with it. I don't know. I'm a team player. Here's another one that, that you didn't say, but I'm kind of weaving a few things you said together. I'm a team player, I'm not really in the driving seat at all. It's a whole system of, of what's making this move and I'm just one part of it. We will, you will end up in another place of where like, holy Moses, I have no agency at all here actually. But that would be just a concept right now. But knowing that you're just, there are many, many different things that influence every moment, absolutely every moment. And while I think I'm making a decision, it's conditioning and it's habit and it's environment and it's others' expectations and it's my expectation myself, it's my value system, it's, it's how I do things. It, you see, all of these things, it would be good for you to explore. What are all the things that make, that are the ingredients that I actually ignore because I imagine I'm making a choice in free will? So because of that recognition of all the components, because that hasn't been in place, there's just this false idea as though you're the controller. But actually it's going to shatter quite easily with you if you, if you really explore and examine 
what are the influencing things here? And I'd like you to be able to recognize, actually, I have no option but to choose that because of A, B, C, and D are all influencing this. So I really have no option. I can say I'm making this choice, but it's totally rewritten because these things are what makes me choose that one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'd like to kind of pull apart um, what's beneath the ideas that you believe are real. The code that you live by, the, the, the right way to do it, the way you do it. And they're synonymous. The way I do it is the right way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you actually aren't making a decision freely at all, ever. Ever. Yeah, that's what I just, I haven't had any experience with that. That's right. Yeah. So I need you to explore. Explore what, what it is that is bringing you to the conclusion that you'll take that action. It's like, okay, what's all the things here? Okay, common sense. It's the right thing to do. Hmm, that's a value system. Where did I get that? Where did I get that? Trace back. Where, 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 who, who told me this was the right thing to do? For somebody else, it's not. The opposite is the right thing to do. Let's, could I try that out? Could I try that out? How stuck am I to the right thing? Really? So get fluid. Get fluid within the things that you've always trusted as your value system, as your directional go-tos, your relied and trusted inner guidance. It's like it, you've given it status beyond what it has earned. And I want to pull away that status. Is that making sense? Yes. You said, I think I heard you say one time in a few videos I've seen you do, you, you just had to do something that was totally not yes. you. Yes. Yes. Just to see what would happen. Yes. Try it out. Go totally into your uncomfort zone. For such a time. And, and it, so it's, it's like you're, you're testing the pattern that says, this is the right way, and this is the way we've always done it, and this works, and my, I know yeah. this is the way to do it. It's like, all right, let's do the opposite of that now. And just watch it shatter. And we get so much looser. And we have more capability to go into the other lenses of perception. Because the separate lens of perception is all about it's either right or it's wrong. There's not a lot of grey areas black there. Yeah. It's black and white. It's the law of opposites. It's me and you and right and wrong and day and night and yin and yang. Yeah. So, so there's a right and a wrong. So do the wrong thing. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. And when you do the wrong thing, you've lost your loyalty to the separate lens of perception. And we need to shatter your loyalty to it. I don't know is another way of shattering your loyalty to, you, to, it, to it. You see? Yeah. 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 So we're losing loosening what's kept you safely in the separate lens of perception. The, the non-dual lens of perception, yeah, it's, it's available to you. You went in there this morning, and, and a little bit deeper than that, you know. So, so it's available to you. It's just that there's such loyalty. Now, loyalty is a core value that you have. You're, you're, don't pick this up the wrong way, but you're like a dog, you're so loyal. Do you know what? <laughs> Really, like you're, you're very loyal. Yeah. And the blessing is now becoming a curse. Yeah. So your loyalty to others can be there, that's fine. But loyalty to loyalty itself, I want to break that. Yeah. Because I don't feel that necessarily towards people. Or, right. Mean, it's deeper. It's deeper than that. That's right. It's undefinable. Yeah. It's, and it's kind of insidious. 
you know, something a bit iffy about it. It's not working for you anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's not working. No, it's not working. No. It's held everything intact, but there's a hunger for like, no, no. Some part of you knows there's a deeper place. And there's fear. Yeah, of course. Of course, definitely fear. Of course, because what doesn't work there? Loyalty doesn't work there. Attachment doesn't work there. Habit doesn't work there. Yeah. What I've found is uh, my twins went away to college a few months ago, uh, and I'm an empty nester. And I have, uh, I've been doing this enough to know I don't want any more, co- I don't want any new labels or uh, costumes or you know, when people say, what are you going to do when you're an empty nester? I don't, I don't know, and I'm going to just keep it that way. I don't know. Beautiful. And I, I don't uh, need a big purpose, and I don't need a big meaning. I do like feeling useful. I okay. like feeling useful. And I see when, when I, I've already uh, done, started to do some uh, volunteer work, and I've caught myself when it's gone really well and I have felt useful, the ego wanting to make it more. Oh, this is a new purpose. No, you know, so I'm on to my ego pretty well. <laughs> and I've let go of a lot of things. Um, and for a few years I had an aversion to it, right? I don't want to be put on a pedestal. I don't, I, I know what that's like. I'm done with it. But I had an aversion to getting too involved. Yeah. And now that's letting go of yeah. me. Yeah, good. Um, yeah. Every once in a while I get a little scared of boredom. I need to sit with that. Yeah. I'm afraid to be bored. Yeah. But I'm not afraid anymore of not feeling purpose. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's okay to be of use. That one doesn't feel sticky. When yes. you speak about that, mm, that doesn't feel sticky actually. Because purpose is separate from it. You have two different, they're in two different departments. So they're not entwined. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good, it's, it's good to do the opposite of what would give you credit, you know, the aversion. It's like, okay, now you've done both sides. You've gotten juice out of it and you've pushed it away. All right, now dive back in. Yeah. And and praise or criticism, no juice. It's just somebody's opinion. Don't 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 get something from it. You know? I'm then starting you're out of get, that loop. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to get the experience. Yes, that. good. I'm not yeah. Not sensitive. That's it. It's just like that's somebody's opinion. That's interesting. You know, is there something I can use in it or not? Mm-hmm. You know, for my own growth. Mm-hmm. It's taking a long time to get here. That's all right. But you're doing fine. It's working. Yeah, it's working now. <laughs> It's working. So you know what to do? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if, if there is um, something I need to dig out, I never, where would I go? I don't even know what I do. If something shows up, how to resolve it will show up too. I mean, that's how okay. it works. You know, it really is how it works. But start breaking habits, check out your value system, go against your value system. All of that needs to happen. Break the loyalty to your value system. Sit in, I don't know. Thank you. Sure, sure. Uh, It was Thurston and then back this way. 
So I don't really have a question, but I want to participate. Sure. Um, and so I just want to put my head on the chopping block. <laughs> um, not really sure where to start. I feel almost like handing the mic to somebody else because <laughs> I don't have anywhere to start. It's fine. Um, so here I am. Um, Well, maybe. I got I, uh, okay. Um, I don't know. I'll get it. Mike is. No, it's okay. It's okay. Still there a second. Talk to me about love. It exists when I'm in flow. When I'm in the mind, it doesn't exist. Um, I have over the years, as we've talked, developed a capability to be able to see what that motion is that comes from prior. And it's, it's just, it's like, okay, without thought, what would the body do? What is the literally the next step? And then I just follow that. And it's, it has become always, it is always an openness and a love. But sometimes it's very hard to tap into. Um, but from that place... from being able to allow that stillness to come in. There seems to be a motion from stillness to emotion that turns into this human experience of love. When I allow that into my heart, then I feel a human experience of love. Yes. That I was previously unable to feel for, for a very long time. That's not true. It was transient, and it would come based off certain situations, but it wasn't. Mm. It was fickle mm. um, and dependent on my mind telling me that it was approved to create some story that approved of. And, um, so I feel like there's a more stable access to it, to love. Um, And so the mind, when the mind is active, love doesn't show up, or it's blotted out, or... Well, my mind is generally negative. Yes. So it, it generally doesn't have very positive things to say, which generally blots out this, the, the awareness of prior, and so I get focused in that, and then I, I kind of fight the mind, like... I fight the mind, like, and then it becomes consumed there instead of allowing flow to take place. Now, if the mind is just talking, and I'm, I can sit in that 
place, then the flow can happen and that motion happens and it can happen. But, um, so is this another way of saying the same thing? When my, sorry guys, we're, we're, I know we have a debate between four o'clock and five o'clock, so we're at 10 past four if somebody needs to leave. It's fine. Um, so, so another way of saying the same thing, is it that when mind is, do its thing, is doing its thing, because, you said earlier, when, when, when I'm in mind, there, there's no love. So is the condition of the absence of love when your mind is active, is that what's creating the fight with your mind? By mm. so, so at the start you were saying, you know, when I'm in flow, there's, there's love, and, and when I'm in my mind, there isn't. All right. By virtue of the, the experience of your mind, when you're fighting your mind and it's negative and that, that spin is happening, is that a consequence of the absence of love? It's, 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 it's circular. Okay. It, it can be. Um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, when there, when there is an absence of that love, my mind will come in and say, oh, see, that's evidence that you really don't like this situation. Right. Or is there an energetic shift that just says, okay, love doesn't go any deeper than that. That's it. That, that's, love stops there. And because that has stopped, because some kind of division, you, you know, the flow gets abrupted, by, like the dam comes down, you know? And because of that shut off, the absence of love. Okay. There's definitely a hard wall somewhere that there comes is. up. There is. Yeah. I think there is. Uh, my 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 feeling my feeling is that is that the absence of love is creating the experience of mind there. That's my feeling. That I know you're saying it's a circle, but I'm a bit suspicious that that we're actually we need to find what that wall is. Um, which was probably set up to protect you. Then that if if that wall wasn't there, I think the mind would soften. Your experience of the mind would soften. Because there would be an allowing energy there rather than a conflicting energy at play. The absence of love will bring conflict. I'm after the wall. What is it that makes it safer for love not to show up in the dualistic realm? Well, I mean, definitely the person shows. And with, without that, there's pretty much, there's very little personhood invested, right? It's very much just abidance in yes. Yes. football abidance. Abidance, yes. Right. And so when that negativity shows up, it, it speaks as I, and it is a force and a feeling and a, and a presence shows up. It's very familiar. It is, um, I don't know, personal. When, when, you see, the flow is always there, as you know. You know, the flow is always there. It just gets eclipsed by this dual lens. So, so 
if there's a wall there that log jams the, f the flow of love that you know goes through there and can go into the personality if, you're, if abiding is happening, when the wall comes up and then this guy, this personal I, shows up in the absence of love, he plays out a certain way, of course. That tightness is there. But the order of it is that it's all the same. It just shows up differently. So if we turn it around a little bit and say, well, maybe love shows up here, but maybe it's playing the game of opposite. And maybe love shows up as a contraction. I'm just trying another route. Right? Never thought of that. Because, because there always is all of it playing all the time. All of it. It's just our perception of it is different. So how, how you're experiencing the dual lens, yeah, it, there, there's conflict, there's negative mind, there's no love. Okay, we've established that. But, but what is love masquerading as if it is bleeding through? It's either love jammed with the wall or it's bleeding through. But it's showing up completely in another guise if it's bleeding through. How, so, so what, uh, what emotions? Yeah. What, 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 how could it, can you find it? Can, can you, can you kind of find it? Uh, I hate to say this, but there's a, there's a rage. Yes. It's, it's, it's just a, a really intense rage. Right that is quiet. Yes. But it's very intense. Yes. And so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's expensive. It's, it sucks. Yeah. Sure. It sucks. Literally, it sucks. It does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's a possible theory that it sucks the energy of love. That that's actually what it's gobbling. That's, a, that's possible. Because something is breaking love from showing up in your dual lens. There ain't no love happening there. So where's it going? And so if, it's, if, 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 if the rage is being held in place by an energy that someplace else is recognized as openness and love, and the rage is gobbling it up, There's only one thing to do with that rage. Maybe most people get that, but I, I don't. What do what, what, you do with it? It, it? it release it, express it. It's got to have voice. It's got to come out through you. It's got to come out. And it's going to be like a huge vomit. Like, like, a, oh, like a wild animal. Yeah, like, it's, like a, it's, like, it's like a real... Feline, crazy. Meow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that rips and shreds and has no mercy and just rips everything inside. There's your tiger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling.
putting something together from another conversation. But eating red meat for you is going to bring up that rage. Okay. I'd go there if I were you. I, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, great. So all you got to do is send a prayer out there, you know? It's like sending intention out there. It's like, I'm willing. All right, show me how to, like, <coughs> explode and be as destructive as I need to be to give expression to this part of my humanity. Yeah, well, that would, that would be the context, wouldn't it, you know? That would be the context. It's like, show me how. It's, it's, if it's going to come from that place, it's going to be in a protected space, a health space. And, and on the red meat part, yeah. Um, you know, I've been vegetarian for a very long time. Yeah. And I started eating meat. Yes, you started. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, <laughs> you know, I I don't see what all these people are talking about with how damaging it is. Like, it, it hasn't done. Like, I notice zero difference to my clarity and spiritual. Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I did it for a long time. You did. You did. I did <laughs> I it for a long time too. Yeah, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know things change, and and you know it's a great part of detoxing to 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 clear out stuff from the body, and there's a valuable place for it. But you know, sometimes those things just become a problem. Those same patterns, yeah. and because and if it's lost its potency when it comes back. You know, I feel much better since I started eating. Started eating. Well, I I'm, I'm just in fish and duck right now. But, like, it, I feel much better. I'm much stronger. It's like, wow. And I'm even blood type A, which I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed to be a vegetarian. It's like all these years later, and it's like, I'm stronger. I'm fisher. I'm healthier. Like, what the heck? I know, and I feel bad for the animals. I, I really do. Sure. And I pray for them. Oh, I bless everything I eat, too, is. that's been alive. Yeah. And I feel I horrible about it, but yeah. I do feel better eating meat. <laughs> you see, this is the thing. This is the thing we have to make peace with, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, here's another idea that we've bought into, and how can I find compassion for myself as a fish, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I'll, yeah. And, and just to figure that out so that our value system can be more fluid and responsive to what is really the divine flow rather than, here's a bought value system, this is how it happens. It's like, let's go for what's more honest, actually. Yeah, yeah the flow tells me to eat meat. Yay! Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, so find a pray for safe place to let that out yes. in the most effective way possible. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, great. Good. There was a hand over here, wasn't there? Or was it? Was you any? Okay. And, was, and yourself, yeah. So I've noticed as um, I've been experiencing love with the kids, you know, mm -hmm. in school, and it feels like it has, my mind is less active in that not great way. So I do think there's probably a correlation, there's more love in my life now, and healing, and also just checking in about individual agency. It's a paradox, as I become more autonomous in my phenomenal life, I feel like 
there's less individual agency going on, that I'm sort of operating from a different, a deeper place. I still do have the right-wrong thing come in, and it will try to have its way. And, uh, and I'm able to just sort of stay with what's coming from a deeper place and let that happen. So um, it feels like I'm moving to much toward the deeper place. And I was just going to check in with you about that. Yeah? Yeah, there, yeah. there's more listening going on for sure. Uh -huh. I'd like to see less doubting of what you hear. Yes. And when I'm feeling love, uh, even on the you know phenomenal level yeah. with the kids, yeah. you know I just feel this affection for them. Yeah, there's less doubting. Uh huh. It feels like um, as I heal, you know, I think I developed a very separate agency very early in life due to severe trauma, sure. which is natural. It's a natural response to sure. survive. Yeah. But as my life is healing, um, you know, I'm needing to do that less and less. So, more listening. Yes. So, coming from love, the doubting mind doesn't happen. Is that what you just said? Well, it just, it's occurring to me today. I'm listening to conversations and I'm, I get all these, you know, insights yeah. come up. And I'm just like, well, you know, I've experienced a lot of grief in the last couple of years, obviously, due to all these situations in my life. But also, um, there's a whole new love coming in too through different yes. places yes. and yes and probably for myself too there's just more that's self love the core of it yeah there's more self love that's the one that will make all the difference yes exactly. and i still self lacerate sometimes i still do that's just a very unhealthy habit but i'm noticing it's less and less over time so if i can underline yes. and highlight the absence of self-love equals the right and wrong right. self-judgment, yes. self-punishment. Yes, yes. So the antidote to that right and wrong loop yeah. is more self-love. Yes. Can you spend time with that? Yes, yes. And that seems to happen when I just let my life happen. Like I don't doubt, I don't second guess, I just live my life. And I just naturally feel when that. love is there, that's how you live. That's how I live. Yes. yes. When love is there. Yes. When love is there. Yes. Yeah. There's a natural order, there's an ease. Yes. Something has dialed down and you're in the natural state. Yes. You know? Yes. I'm feeling that more. Yeah. Yeah. And I've taken a lot, you know, I've taken risks. Of I mean course. I've stepped of out. Yeah. I, of course. You know, you mentioned last night that's amazing, you know, to yeah, you, you yeah, have to. You have yeah. to break your own rules yes. so that you know we stop obeying fear. Huh? Yes, exactly. And you know the vista is widened so much. So spend more time with self-love. Okay. Almost like a spiritual practice is like okay. Can I dial into self-love? What's it like for my body? What's it like for my mind? Uh, What's it like in my energy field? Okay. Now, what would love do? Mm. Not in reckless abandon to it, but in partnership, in alignment right. with self-love. Right, right. How would that roll out right now? Yeah, and if you can start from there, you, you're 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 arising from from you know from somewhere along the trajectory of pure consciousness towards right. manifestation, right? Rather than cranking up, 
yes. the dualistic perspective and trying to backpedal. Yes. So I read it too late. Yeah. You see? And then we're into damage limitation. Right, 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 right. If you can start your day from the other places of spiritual practice, mm. make a huge difference for you. For you? Yes. Make a huge difference. So when you say self-love, I immediately get kind of conceptual. It's really, for me, more a feeling tone and just a trust, like uh, settling in, like... You know, just do what's in front of me, and I know it's fine. It's interesting. I, I would even consciously take those three steps in the morning as a spiritual practice. Three steps. The um, mm-hmm. what I just said. <laughs> yes. Yes. What, what what I just said to you, and it's like it's yeah. like mm, I think she missed it. I think oh she missed yeah, it. yeah. I think she it with this way. I think she missed it. Yes. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. You're not at all. Yeah, it's yeah, what yeah. the mind does. It's like oh I, yeah. Heal me, but don't change me. You know, like <laughs> it's very different. You just make it go away. No, I'm really. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not saying you, but it's like yeah. that's the it's way the mind works. Yes, it's yes. invested in its own potency. Yes, yes. So in the morning, mm-hmm. as a spiritual practice, even lying in bed before you come to right, it's like okay, find love because I know you're able to find love. Yes, like that. you're able yes. to find it. Yes, right. So it's like okay, let's find love. <sighs> How does it feel in my body? How does it feel in my mind? How does it feel in my energy field? Uh, For you, those three zones. Uh Body, mind, energy. Body, mind, energy field. field. Like, because that that kind of brings you then body, mind, and then you're out. You know, then the energy field. It's like, okay, that's that's the healthy aura that I can walk through. That's my phenomenal boundary. Right. You know, it's not needy, for example. It's, it's, not accusatory, it's not in angst, it's not right. in shame or blame. Yes. It's got love going on. It's got love going on, yes. You see? And that uh-huh. will it help you to to move forward mm-hmm. from a place of, of unity consciousness, right. albeit under the label of love, of self-love. Yes. But you'll be able to move forward from unity consciousness because when you get stuck in a loop, it's darn hard work to backpedal. Oh, it's really hard. It's very hard for you. Yes, it's very hard. So I've just been, for a while now, I've been operating not from that place, even if it tries to come in and yeah. hit me over the head. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's not sometimes very comfortable. Yeah, really. for sure. For sure. But I just, I'm like, no, you know. That's right. I don't even discuss it. It's just like, right. just keep going. So if you come from love, right, it, it, it's not activated. It, it right. doesn't have any juice. No foothold. No foothold. Yes. No foothold. So that as a spiritual practice would be very useful right now. Ah. For a few months. Okay. It really would be. I feel like that really opens my access to pure consciousness. Yeah, of course. Because that's of course. what I'm in love with. Yeah, you know, that's right. That's, yeah. that's right. That's what I'm in love with. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And so, you know, for you coming from that love place, that self-love place, uh-huh. it's there's no avoidance in it because right. you, you can drop back into pure consciousness right. and, and actually the phenomenal world is where your work is. Right. You know, it's like yeah. you've got to make this stuff happen phenomenally. Yeah. You've got to bleed it right through. Right. You know, all parts. You know, that transparency. I have a lot of that right. going on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if we start from the place of self-love, we're, you know, sure, we're deeper than the dualistic. Right. But we're going into the dualistic from that place. Yes. So I want you to stand in the place of self-love approaching the dualistic realm. Yes. You see? Uh-huh. Yes. Not life making you react. No. Because, you see, which will be dualistic. Right. Because then it becomes a shock and then the old wiring is reactivated. Yes. You see? 
Is that synonymous with coming from pure consciousness, or no? It's a bit different. It's it's um it's, it's tailored for any. It's tailored for any. It is, yeah. Okay, but it sounds wonderful. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it can really it resonates. It can really help you. Yeah, because I just it, yeah. it's like I'm watering dry earth. You know, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. It's like where where you start your day from yeah. is very important. Right, 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 right. Oh yes, yes. I see. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, and it gives you more agency and autonomy. Yes, as well. Yes, I have felt that. I've noticed that. Yeah, you yeah. know, retroactively, I'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that has to kick in. Yeah, yeah. that's very much part of losing individual agency. Yeah. This whole autonomy thing that's yeah. going on with me. It feels like it. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yes, that's right. Which is wonderful. To be autonomous, like right. toward freedom. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. Sure. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. I think this relates. Um, I don't want to not keep this um, So yeah, talking about getting up in the morning and aligning, and uh-huh. then trying to move within that alignment. You know, stay with the alignment. And um, I've been really working on that for a while, and um, I've noticed some synchronicity and things happening and stuff. But there's there's a one or two times where it's really hard to stay in the flow, and that's when it's time to do things like taxes and book work <laughs> and administrative stuff that's so left brain, you know. Um, it's just like it just. I'm sure what happens is I, you know, I I become, I, I jump out of alignment because my mind wraps my mind wraps itself around it and says I don't want to do this. You know, uh, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is that sometimes it feels like it's easier to stay aligned when you're doing things out of a place of joy or play. Um, but when I'm faced with something I don't, that I think of as work, you know, or that I don't want to do, it's harder to stay aligned. Does that make any sense? <laughs> what makes sense is that when resistance shows up, you interpret an activity to be work. Right. And your mind says, I don't want to. Right. The issue is with resistance, which is kind of in bed with desire. You know, I don't want. I want and I don't want is both desire. Right? So really what's showing up is that resistance. The story is that it's your taxes. <laughs> because that's a global story. It, you know, it's, it's easy to buy into that because that's a common belief that I hate doing my taxes. Do you do taxes? I don't do my taxes. I'm going to get an extension. I mean, it's all like push it, push it, push it, push it, push it out there, no? You know, it's like it's in, it's in the morphic field. Okay. You know? So it's like, yeah, you just grabbed into that, that there's resistance to taxes. Yeah? So, so resistance, if it wasn't the taxes, something else would show up. If you didn't have to do your taxes, something else would show up because you're still accommodating resistance. You're still accommodating. There are certain things I don't want to do. And it's fine. There are certain things I don't want to do either. But, but, but it's not potent enough to make me not do them. My direction comes from someplace else. Like, I don't want to do such and such a thing, like wash the pots after dinner because I'm exhausted and it's 9 o'clock at night. I don't want to do it. And it's like, okay, I don't want to do it. I, I hear that. Like, but let's see if my body does it or not. And it usually does. It usually does. It, it always is 
that the desire doesn't motivate my action. I'm, I've been after that for years. It's like desire is not going to motivate my action. I'm going to listen. I hear the desire. Yeah, mind. You, you've got a perspective there. I have no interest in making that inform what I do. None. What would I do that for? Good Lord. I, I, want to, I want to know what consciousness is going to do through this form. Whereas, of course, my personality doesn't want to wash pots and nine o'clock at night. Sure, sure it doesn't. You know, once that won't go to the dishwasher, like what I do. You know? So, so it's like, yeah, sure. Personality doesn't want to do it and I'm tired and stuff, so let's see what happens. But it's always a, let's see what happens here. You know? And I might moan about them, but, but I know I'm, you know, I have no option here. I have to do this. I have to do this. This is just what's happening. So, so my mind is kicking up a bit, but not strong enough to change the action. Well, I think it is that pure consciousness does take over because yes, there was one year I did my taxes like a month early. Yeah. And like I got the taxes done for no reason at all. There we go. And then I had to go out of town for a month. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. pure consciousness, make, make sure That's I got them done. Yeah. And it was like I could feel the force yeah. moving me. So the force was I stronger than the resistance. At that time. Yeah. But it didn't work last year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because resistance is being fed. Resistance okay. is motivating your action, which is desire. I want and I don't want is being given too much capacity to influence your action. Okay. That's where I need to focus. Yeah, that's where you need to. It's like, whoa, there's resistance to this. Okay, resistance, I hear you. I feel you. Now, let's see if I'm going to do it in spite of resistance. Let's see what action will happen. Okay. Great. Thank you. All right. So, like, out of the way. I hear you. I hear you. But you went in the driving seat. So, let's see. That's where I need to go with That's where it. you need to go with that. Thank you. Yeah. Sure, you're welcome. Nisha, and then we'll wrap because I'm beginning to get fried. Yeah. Hi. So I've um <clears throat> bring the mic a little bit closer. Sure. Yes. Um so I've been doing some of the homework um and done a little bit of I think some of the healing of some of the pain. Great. Um my my question is I find it to be sometimes a little bit tricky because um, I think also when talking to you, I realized that there's some juice that's coming out of being a sad person. Yes. Right? So how can you distinguish or draw that line or kind of know, you know, when what you're doing, the actions that you're doing are, is just perpetuating the story and when is it really a healing, you know, something that, that is actually useful? Yes, yes. You're recognizing it yourself because you've recognized sometimes I'm getting juice out of being, you know, of being broken. I'm not sure the phrase you use, but, but you see, you're recognizing it yourself, but sometimes I'm actually kind of enjoying this. Okay? So it's your own perception that's, it's coming. It's coming. You're developing it. I'm not so concerned about that. Okay. But where you do notice that there's indulgence going on, where you do notice that, it would be good for you to recognize what's really going on, which is by being this broken person, I'm giving myself more attention. I just need to give myself attention and not go through brokenness in order to validate giving myself attention. Do you see? That's when it turns into indulgence. It's like we're doing a big circuit in order to give us something that needs to be there automatically all the time. So giving myself attention, i.e. giving myself love, 
loving myself unconditionally is what I'm doing through being broken because that's making me focus on myself. So can I drop the being broken loop and just self love? So would you suggest as a spiritual practice similar to, to Anne that every morning I just be with love? Is that would that be a good practice for me? And a dog? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're working on that. Okay. Yes. For some reason I'm adamant yes, that these guys should get a dog. So you know should have a dog. It's, it's like it's like there's something about the touch and the affection and the caring and the relationship. There's something about that that's going to really help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Okay. So in the morning, let me just tune into how it would be for you. Yeah, it might be more intellectual for you. I, I think I'd prefer you to, let's say, make a list in a piece of paper and have the piece of paper beside your bed of like, you know, even the things I'm grateful for about myself or attributes that I love about the Nisha character. Stuff that I love about it that's really beautiful. So it's about loving that woman, do you know? The one who, who created the other story. So even if there was like, I'm going to read those in the morning, and can that, can I feel affection and love and appreciation for that? That, I think, might be a better version for you. So that it gets real about things, rather than going into a, an old emotional pocket in order to give yourself attention. It's like, let's put, let's, let's train from going through the negative to give yourself attention to going to directly to what's positive to give yourself attention. And then you won't need the page after a while. Do you see? Because we can train your system to actually, yeah, I'm in good shape today. Let's see what happens. That's where I'd like you to be in a couple of months. You see, so that you, yes, you end up in the same place with a positive feeling about yourself in the morning. You see? And then we're not in the, we're not in the separation lens. Yeah? Okay. Thank you. Okay, folks, I've, I've maxed out. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you for today. Thank you, Jack. Um, if you go to Brenda's show, have a great time. I think I might be horizontal. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and I see you in the morning at 9 a.m. because we're finishing early because people have homes to go to and stuff, or flights to get and stuff. So I'll see you at 9 in the morning. Blessings. Thank you. 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 Thank you.